in the uh, earlier schools, well, now not to be prejudiced in the sense of you know earlier, you know, dumber or the one that we have to surpass, but just in the sense of uh, what all the schools uh, agree upon commonly, uh, and what is you could say is more focused upon in the what are called the earlier schools. When they talk about meditation, they speak of it in, in the, the various steps of realizations as releases or freedoms. And the reason I'm uh, talking about this is uh, that's how you should experience your meditation, as various levels of releases, various levels of freedoms. In the sense of every step, from step zero to whatever step that you're trying to uh, reach to in the meditation, you should experience various levels of. And there is a nice, you can you can understand the term release is that uh, that you you know you've gone beyond step zero when you reach a, when you experience a certain release, a certain you can say a certain relief, and then you experience a, a, a some a level of joy, uh, concern, or connected with that, with that level. Then you can move on to the next uh, step, and then again you experience a certain kind of release or a certain uh, state, and then a more subtle, more su more subtle level of joy, uh, or a more intense level of joy. And the joys I'm talking about, I'm not talking about you know all of a sudden your your experience you you few <laughs> okay that word <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily that it's just it can it begins with a sense of ease a sense of ah and then it gets more and more intense and say oh my god it's, it's that kind of stuff <laughs> okay so every step of the way, every step of a particular practice, you should experience certain releases. Okay. And what's actually occurring is that is you're, you're actually either subduing your suffering or the, the, uh, what is it, the manifestations of suffering, of different levels of suffering, or the causes of those suffering, until you can reach a state where you can actually uh, well, it's, it's like, you know, the, the way a cat catches a, uh, a mouse, it doesn't go just run after it while, it while the mouse is running away. It stops, waits for the mouse to stop, and then it jumps on it. Okay? So, it's like uh, the sufferings, all the chaos that's going on in your mind, uh, while going through different levels, you, you experience a release of that particular suffering or that particular cause of the suffering, just quieting down, just uh, uh, being subdued a little bit, and then while it's quiet, while it's asleep, then you can take the hammer of wisdom and smash it. Okay. It sounds like what do you call that? Dirty war? What do you call that? Dirty fighting. But when you're fighting with your mental affliction, the dirtier you can get, the better. <laughs> okay. Because they have no mercy for you, so don't you have any mercy for them? Okay. <laughs>
So, uh, so is it because of their of their subjugation or their sleeping that they're not, you know, running? Uh, what you call that? Running? Uh, is that the word? Ragged? Rampant. That's the word. Running rampant in your mind, causing all this, all kinds of chaos because they're asleep. Then you feel a, a release. You know, they're asleep, and you feel a kind of release, and you feel a kind of joy. And all the steps of the meditations are, are geared towards re, uh, experiencing certain levels of release. So that's your clue that you're progressing. That's your clue when, okay, now I can really start to focus more on the next step. So, step zero give you the uh, enthusiasm to actually start to meditate. Okay? And you see, and the release, the release that you experience in that is the release in the form of, you know, I don't want to do this, I don't think I can do this, this isn't really for me. So you're released from this kind of mind, this kind of doubt, because they actually hold you back. And if you actually try to force yourself to meditate with these things in your mind, they will stop you from uh, progressing. Okay, and the release you get, the the uh, the state of joy that the way you experience the release there is you have you have enthusiasm. You really want to meditate. Okay, that and that's a level of joy itself. And then in the body itself, you will get a, 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 a reciprocal reaction, a reciprocal experience. There will be some joy in the mind, and in the body itself, there will, there will be a sense of a release also. Like the, the pain in the knee is not as uh, uh, as uh, intense as it used to be. It might still be there, but it's not as intense as it used to be. That's indication that you're experiencing releases. Okay. Now, with with this meditation on, on bodhicitta, step zero gives you the enthusiasm to begin. Step one is uh, achieving the state of equanimity. And when you, ex when you experience, when you actually uh, gain the realization called equanimity, then there's a release. And whatever was holding you back from experiencing that, you're free of it. So there's a release from that. Okay? And there's a state of joy that comes along with it. And the reason I'm saying state of joy that comes along with it because now you reach the point where you're going to be focusing on suffering. So you may ask yourself, why do I not be experiencing focusing on, on suffering? Now the attitude that you had concerning suffering, the selfish attitude that you had concerning suffering, in the sense of there wasn't really a, 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 a sense of wanting to be free of it. There wasn't really a, I mean, an active sense of wanting to be free of it because you didn't really look at it. You were experiencing it, and you were blindly running away from it, not really running, not really knowing whether you're running away is really running towards it, or, or running away, really, really running away from it. You were just running blindly in the dark, and then you were in pain, all you wanted was to run. And you weren't really looking at the direction of where the pain is coming from, or where the pain is. So now, you see the pain. Because you just stop and just realize, hey, 
you are suffering, okay? Realize that. Is that a truth or is it not a truth? Realize it. And when you realize the truth of it, hey, I'm suffering. Then the natural tendency to run away is justified and then that you know where it is, now you know what you have to run away from. Then when you further look at it, you say, oh, that's what causes this pain. And now you want to make sure that you don't run into the cause in the, in the future. Okay. Now, uh, for someone who's aspiring to be a bodhisattva, a question for you, a trick question. <laughs> Which of, the t of these two is the worst? Grasping ignorantly to a self or uh, what you call that? Um, selfish intention, which is wanting only uh, to bring satisfaction to yourself. Which is the worst for a bodhisattva? Number one or number two? <laughs> is it, self, is it graf, gra, grasping to self-existence or selfishness? Which is the worst enemy of a bodhisattva? Number one, grasping to self-existence. Okay, going <laughs> so we, I think I think according to the Dhammakara Sutra, uh, they would say number one mm -hmm. because that's the root for number two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> the number one enemy for a bodhisattva is number two: selfish interests. Now, because you are an actual bodhisattva, this is the trick. Number one is included. <laughs> okay. Because if you're focusing solely on getting rid of self-grasping, you can get out of suffering, you can achieve nirvana, but that would not give you Buddha. But if you have a true sense of number two, when you take it to, the, to its uh, completion, which is bodhicitta, automatically number one is included because you know that's what you have to get rid of. And then you will reach Buddha with, with that. Okay. Now what did I bring this up for? Uh, now we come to the main point or the main practice the main the practice that established the true foundation for bodhicitta and that's developing a fundamental sense of compassion for all and a fundamental sense of love for all and that's the foundation that actually takes you to bodhicitta everything else was preparation for this stage now, the, type, the way that Jesongkapa structured brought those two uh, items together, the seven points and the seven cause and effect method, is now first 
you sort of remove the biasness in the mind so you don't have too much of, a, uh, of an obstacle when you come to develop uh, compassion and, and love. And now that your mind is somewhat, uh, that you reach a level of where you're regarding everyone in the same sense of, of caring, and now you further strengthen the state of mind by equalizing yourself and others. Not only do you regard them in the most, the highest way that you, a being could regard another being, that you think of them as being mothers. Actually, think of them as being mothers. But now, you don't want to even think of them as being mother. You, you think of them as being self. So, in the same instinctual way that you want to take care of yourself, you want to instinctive, instinctively want to take care of others in the same way. As soon as you see suffering, it's not that there's a, there's a first, oh, it's over there, let me take my time. You, want, you treat suffering wherever you see it with the same instinct, with the same sense of urgency as if your head was on fire. And it doesn't matter, and because you did the mother meditation, now if it's a rat suffering, you're not going to say, oh, what, 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 are you? it's a rat though, you know. <laughs> no, this instinct is, is there. Rat is in ninja, you go and save the rat. If the person who is uh, uh, harassing you, you don't think of the person who is harassing you, you just think of self is in danger. You just remove, instinctively, we want to remove the suffering. Because you did the prior meditation before, now you're not in danger of that. You're not going to be thinking, well, I'm going to become a Buddha, I'm going to take this person to Buddhahood, I'm going to take that person to Buddhahood, this person wasn't nice to me, I'm leaving here. <laughs> Rats know that. They have to improve themselves. <laughs> so that there's no danger for that kind of mind. Okay. And now, uh, sort of, you, you can see how just this, because that's the main thing: love and compassion. That's what brings you to actually have the, the ability to develop bodhicitta. And that's broken into like almost four steps, or even five steps. First, there is the uh, considering how everything, every pain that you experience comes from selfish attitude as a, as a cause. Okay? And now, the next step is to consider how every goodness that you experience. And because you equalize your, uh, yourself and others, whether the good experience is coming from you, I mean, whether you're the one who's experiencing the good experience, or whether someone else is experiencing a good experience, you see it as the cause of it is uh, selflessness. Some sort of selfless uh, cause. Okay. And now you, you, you see how every good thing that you experience, every good thing that you will experience, comes from being uh, some sort of selfless cause. And when your mind is fairly uh, imbued with, I mean, with the first one, you want to establish the same kind of revulsion that you had in the, before you even started uh, 
the, the thing that uh, pushed you to develop bodhicitta. You know, you look at suffering, you look at the world, oh my God, it's ugly, it's revolting. Anyone get away from it? So now you look at uh, all, you look at self selfishness, and you see that it is the cause of everything that's unwanted. And you have a, 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 a sense of revulsion for self selfish attitudes. And when it's in, when you actually experience, and when you actually see your mind when you're able to uh, clearly see your mind being selfish, automatically you have a sense of revulsion. You want to throw up, and, some, and it's just somebody's sadbaz. Uh, that is, uh, people who are very close to developing bodhicitta. They actually get sick. They get physically sick when they have a, self when a selfish thought comes in, 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 in their consciousness. They get headache, they get stomachache, or they become paralyzed, or they or they may even have to go throw up or something. Okay, it, it gives them a physical reaction. So it it's as the knowing that it is the cause of pain, they experience it in a, in a way that is for them that they can see real, really it causes pain. And now when you start to focus on on the next one, and now you become the same way you're obsessed with the first one, you know, developing that divine rage, every bad thing that, that you experience, oh, that's, that's because of, of selfish, selfish thoughts. You experience bad things in your environment, it's because of selfish thoughts. Uh, you, you experience bad things in your being, in your mind, in your body. It's because of selfish thought. Selfish thought is the cause of this experience, its result. And whenever you experience something good, something that brings you some sort of pleasure, you say, ah, the cause of this was uh, selfless, selflessness. And then you don't just do this by you don't just do the meditation this way. First, you establish conclusively. That is, there is a truth to it. Remember, first you go to the foundation meditation for this would be results. Where do they come from? They come from causes. And now, just to get you yourself personally, how do I get a particular result? Do I just sit back and then wait for destiny to bring a result to me? Or there's the wanting the result? And I see myself thinking about, okay, what are the things to do? So, that, so actions are the causes that brings about results. And what motivates this action? What's guiding this action? So that's the real cause. That's like the, the root cause. Okay? So then you look at the world. You look at the results. The results that we have, are they wanted? Most of them are not. So, what could have been the, the, the actions that brought them, that brought them about? They were actions motivated by selfish self-interest. Why? Because I mean, that's our main motivation. 
whatever we want, and we just think about it this way. Okay, I want this. There's a selfish thought, right? I want this. Okay, now let me act. What what's guiding the action? I want this. And you act, and then you get a result. Is the result something that you really want? No. So since the result is wrong, is not wanted, then you don't want to engage in that particular action that brought it. And since this action was guided by this particular uh, selfish interest, then you want to not associate yourself with selfish self-interest anymore. So what's the opposite of selfish self-interest? Selfish, selfish interest. So maybe now, maybe the other way of thinking should be the way that brings about, maybe that's the, that's what will cause me to bring about the results that I really want, rather than the suffering that I'm experiencing. So when you establish this, con establish this conclusively using some sort of uh, analysis like this, then you start to blame everything on every pain, on selfishness, and then you praise every good experience on, on being selfless. So, having done this, then you can start doing the actual meditation that enhances compassion and makes it uh, all encompassing, and then the meditation that develops love and makes it all encompassing. Quick thing on the uh, the meditation and why I, I talked about the releases. Okay. So when you're doing the preliminaries, you should experience releases also in the preliminaries. And when you're doing the actual steps of the meditation, when you experience some sort of release, like for example, you're meditating on on seeing how. Uh, selfishness is the cause of all, all problems. When you experience a state of revulsion for, for uh, selfishness, there will be a sense of release. And along with this sense of release, you will experience a sense of joy. Not joy because you're looking at ugly things, but joy because now you see the cause of your pain and your release from the habit or the false habit of, uh, how do you say, uh, being forced to associate with the cause of pain. Even though it's, it's, it's somewhat still attached to you, but there's a, now there's a bit of a distance on you. And because of that, you experience a sense of release, a sense of joy. Okay. Now, when you experience this sense of release, now you keep going back until this sense of release becomes more and more intense. You have to keep doing this until this sense of release becomes more and more intense. And when this sense of release becomes intense, very intense, that is, now if you go, you run to the bathroom, you, you throw up because a selfish thought came into your mind. And now you can you can move on to the next next phase. 
And now, while you're doing this, the next phase, focusing on the true cause of, of happiness, now the automatic phase will be when you, when you see someone acting on what you perceive as being a selfless uh, motivation, you sense a sense of euphoria. And when you are act, when a, when you uh, when you see yourself automatically acting selflessly, that is, as soon as you see suffering somewhere, there's an automatic sense of wanting to remove it, and you see yourself acting. When you when you sort of catch yourself doing this, when you experience, you experience a sense of euphoria, then you you reach a release concerning this. And when this happens over and over again. Then you move on to the next phase. Okay. So the sense of release is your is your guidepost to move on. But you have to go from always start from step zero to where you are, where you, where you're supposed to be, what you're trying to develop. Okay. And you will start. So your meditations actually becomes as soon as you sit down as a Ah, and then when you go to the preliminaries and you're experiencing the different releases that accompany with them, your your joy gets more and more intense, more and more intense, more and more intense, more and more intense, until you and that sense of joy becomes the foundation for the next for the meditation that you're about to do. And this sense of joy is what will fuel your meditation, is what will fuel your enthusiasm. Is what it's what will make you sit down the next day. So if you find yourself not being enthused about meditation, then you've gone too far. Like if you're if there are ten stages and you're at stage five and you and you're not really experiencing any sense of joy, any sense of release, then you've gone too far. Go back. Don't rush. When you actually have the sense of enthusiasm for developing meditation. Even though you say, okay, now nah, this is the schedule I'm going to follow, your mind isn't really in a scheduled state. You can't really wait for the time when you're actually sitting down to meditate. It's not that you say, well, I'm going to make, I'm going to, okay, spend five, five days on this and then afterwards I'll give it up if it doesn't work. All you want to do is just sit down and meditate, and that's all that you, you're concerning about. That's all that you're concerned about. If it takes five days, it takes five days. If it takes five years, it takes five years. If it takes all your life, it takes all your life. When you are in the emotion of being in love, for example, that's a good uh, example to use. When you are in the emotion of being in love, you don't say, well, I'm going to be with this. I'm going to stay with this person for two two months, and I'm going to move on. That doesn't come in, into your mind. Time doesn't come into your mind. The only thing that's in your mind, be with this person, and that's all you're, you're concerned about. So when you develop the, the enthusiasm, the wanting to meditate, you don't think, okay, I'm going to spend five five days, and then I move on. That is, do something else other than meditate. All you're thinking about is wanting to meditate. 
and once you establish a, 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 a schedule and you say when the time comes, when the time is approaching, you can't wait. So you, you, you're in love with this person and you're going to meet this person. When you're about to meet this person, you can't wait. Okay. So it should be the same way. The reason I'm using this is because <laughs> that's what he uses. That, uh, if you're getting tied with step zero, it's because you didn't fall in love with step zero. Because when you're in love with someone, you'll say, oh, I'm going to see you again tomorrow. <laughs> I've seen you twice already. <laughs> you can't wait to see the person. When you're with the person, you don't want to not see them. Okay? But you have to be practical, you know, you have to go, you have to go to work or whatever. But, you know, you can't, your state of mind is that I can't wait to not, you know, to get away from this person. Okay. So you can't wait to sit down to meditate. Okay. Because you've established the practical use of meditation for you. And you can't wait to develop bodhicitta because you see how relevant it is for you. And when you see how all your pain is due to selfishness, you can't wait to bash its head. And when you see that every happiness is really come from being selfless, you can't wait to be embody all out that word. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll uh Altru altruistic. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what time is it now? Eight thirty. Okay. I'm always right there. <laughs> All right. Now, if you have uh, any energy left in your legs to meditate some more meditation, so you can meditate from reviewing by reviewing. There are two kinds of reviewing, okay? Either just verbally reviewing things, okay, step zero is this, step one is this, step one has one, two, three, four steps, things like that. Or you can actually review in the sense of try to get the emotion of zero, and then when you get the emotion, go to emotion of one, emotion of two, and then the emotion itself is the review, okay? Alright, so do what you want. <laughs> So first get the R of the posture, quickly legs, hands, elbows, shoulders, back, head and neck, eyes, mouth, teeth, tongue, and just be attentive to five cycles of breath. And go to the affirmation when the teacher became one with your mind at your heart and begin the meditation. Dedicate the merits of this meditation to help you achieve your ultimate goal.
keeping your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body again. Now, I'm not sure if this is a proper use of this term I'm going to use. Uh, when you're doing this meditation and you're just at, you're doing just these two steps, uh, developing the revulsion for selfishness and developing a sense of enthusiasm for uh, uh, being selfless. While doing this meditation, if you're experiencing a sense of, that's the term, I'm, I'm not sure if it's correct, uh, anxiety, now what, what I'm trying to uh, describe is that you, you feel like I need to do something, you don't know what to do yet, and then the sense of you need to do something sort of makes you feel, what do you call that, empty? <laughs> That's good. Okay. <laughs> so this empty, this, this, is that anxiety? Okay. This, no? Yes? No? Yeah. What was that? Restlessness. Restlessness? Okay. That's what I'm going to use for them. Okay. It's this sense of restlessness is what's going to make you stay at the next level. It's going to be your fuel to help you, to help you actually uh, uh, be a chance, uh, do the next meditation. It's going to be the, uh, the power, you can say, that you're going to rely on so that your next meditation can be uh, uh, more successful and you're going to have speed in, in, in gaining realization the sense of restlessness. You're supposed to experience it, okay? Now, if you have a sense of restlessness already for something else, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry, but specifically in relation to this meditation, okay? Uh, that's it. And I guess somebody has some announcements to make because there's some few things going on.